You're listening to the Homeboys Podcast, recorded in our Indiana office and with combined 40 years of experience. Here's your hosts, Clint and Scott. Hey, everybody, you're with the Homeboys. We're glad that you're with us today. We got a very exciting topic. We are talking about the Burr method Burr. of real estate investing, which uh, kind of goes well with the weather outside right now. We have been dumped on here in Indianapolis. It is not very fun to be outside. We even had our office shut down for a day or so this week. Uh, have you dug out? Okay, Scott. Yeah, I've got uh, a 72-year-old neighbor who, um, for his part, just to, in his retirement, and have a little extra cash. He mows our ever, like everyone in my block's yards, and he has a snow blower that he, I don't know, he makes these contraptions. He's like Gizmo from uh, what was that? <laughs> um, uh, Goonies. Goonies. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And he's got this snow blower attached to his lawnmower, like a push snow blower that's somehow attached to his riding mower with all this wood and stuff. And so he did my whole driveway. He's a great dude. <laughs> you know, I'm. I'm not 72. The yeah. uh, guy's got about 30 years on oh, he's me. he's awesome. And my back is completely torched from shoveling just my yeah, what walkway. What did you do? Because you have a long Yeah, driveway. I've got a very long driveway. Actually, the person that does our office here uh, did mine. So, you tracked him you know, down. I didn't, I didn't laugh at a 72-year-old man out to yeah. you know, do it, but good for him. That's I awesome. Yeah, say say some prayers out there for you know the folks in the, the south west and even the southeast i guess uh, all the way down to wow. mississippi yeah you know their their um systems aren't made for this kind of cold and so you know for sure it's uh it's not well good. i know we'll all be looking forward to getting out of uh of the weather we've got now but uh like i said this uh sounds more of like a weather-based method but it has absolutely nothing to do with weather yeah. it is uh very uh it's become very very popular we've dabbled in it for uh, quite a long time, we always called it something a little different. We didn't call it the Burr method. We called it the triple dip method. But uh, the reason, well, when we first Ex- explain, talk, yeah, explain the, the, Burr what method the Burr method is. is an acronym for buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. So again, buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. Um, we used to call it the triple dip because we used to represent, you know, quite a few people that would, would, we would help them buy the property, we would help them renovate the property, and then we would do the ongoing property management, hence triple yeah. dip for those three. Yeah. So three services, three different separate services, services that we provided. Yeah, and, and we got a lot into the turnkey, which, you know, we've talked about a lot on this, this podcast and, and why we love it and what, why it's such a great uh, entry method um, and even it's a great method for veterans who are busy, um, veteran investors who are busy and have jobs. But the Burr method is still very attractive. Um, there's a lot of people who don't mind taking on some of that risk, which we'll, we'll get into where the uh, risk is compared to just buying turnkey. But this is a proven method that's been around forever. It's a new name that's caught on because um, it's catchy. But this model has been around since the beginning of investing in real estate. It's the model most people do and did do to get into it. Um, it's something that we um, have a lot of experience offering for our clients, especially you, to be honest. Um, I was really focused on turnkey a lot of my early career. You you were very focused on this. and 
It's essentially how I got my entry, you know, into real estate. I mean, my initial entry was investing in the homes for myself, but then uh, just being in the market and talking with with people um, throughout my daily interactions, I got a, a book of clients that I helped them do the exact same thing that I was doing. So me being a licensed real estate agent, I would help them find a property. I was the general contractor that would help them fix the property up. And then I did the ongoing property management. We used to joke about it whenever we weren't business partners and friends, you'd come into my office and I'd literally have offers um, in stacks based on per client. Is that what they were? Mm -hmm. So you, he, you had a very large office at this time at the time. And the walls would be lined. I, I never knew what each stack meant. Yeah, John Smith, Bob okay. Shoemaker, Jane Doe. You know, okay, that's what each, st stack, yeah, each was. stack was. Yeah, each stack was a different customer. Yeah, so that, that brings us to kind of step one in, in the process, which is to buy. And, Correct. Um, you know, this is obviously a very, very, very important step. And um, it's let, let me back up first and just say this is – a method that we have a lot of experience in. We've got the team to do it. Um, this is something that we offer to a lot of clients. Um, most of our clients buy turnkey, but this process we have set up with a rehab superintendent on staff. We have an acquisitions director on staff that for step one, the buy, that's all he does all day. You know, the, the goal is that by 8 a.m., He's woken up and looked at every new listing that's come out. By noon, he's offered on them for either ourselves or for clients if they fit any what any clients need. Um, so we've got the staff to do this. but A whole but, team of property management staff, obviously. Right. Um, so we, we yeah. can check all the boxes in the Burr method. Um, and we do, we do focus on it for specific clients. But uh, let, let's dive into number one, which is buy. Correct. Uh, really the most important step in the process. Um, you know, we always say you make your money whenever you buy a property, not whenever you sell it or uh, renovate it That's or right. rent it out. So very, very, very important. Um, some people do it by way of a, a real estate professional, which is what I recommend. However, we do know some people in the business that are very well versed within our market that aren't licensed real estate professionals that do it. But, you know, we, we can make a several shows about the, the purchase and how important it is and ways to facilitate it. But really having a, a knowledge of the market that you're going into is the most important part of this process. And I can't say this enough because I've, I've watched it for many, many years when people say, you know what, I want to be a real estate investor. They get emotionally involved in making sure that they get something. They just want something. So they aren't, they don't scrutinize over the numbers. They rush in, they buy a property just because they want a property now. They don't want to right. wait for it. And then they get that property and it's, it's a bad decision from step one. What we see happen a lot in, in line with that is um, people buying stale listings. And, and what I mean by stale listings is they, they want a house and they want to do it now. And because they're not having any luck for weeks or months, they just end up buying a stale listing. And, and stale listings are the listings that have been out there for a while and there's almost always a reason that they haven't sold, whether it's price or something else wrong. We call them the scraps of the industry. So, you know, people who, like us, you know, for our clients and, and to feed the machine here, 
like I said, that day that listings come out, we've seen them and we've offered on them by the end of the day. So the good properties go fast. And we're not the only ones out there doing that. There's a lot of people in the market that we're fighting right now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so it's tough for an investor to try to do this on their own if they're not doing it full-time. Even someone who, say, has 20 hours a week they could put into this, they think, well, I've got all this extra time. I could do this. The problem is is, is the timing. You've got to be on it every day to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, you know, you, you got to be patient, but you also got to pull the trigger fast. It's a weird mix that you have to get right. It is a weird right. mix. Uh, it's really don't get emotionally involved. Yeah, that's you know? so, so true. So step one, the buy, extremely important. Can't put enough emphasis on it. Again, don't get emotionally involved. Make it all about the investment. Make it all about the numbers. And, and again, I say this all the time. Find a group like us that can help you with that. People who are true experts. Every market has them. If you're interested in Indy, come see us. We can, we've got the buy part down. We've got, a direct, like I said, an acquisitions director who does this all day, every day. Um, he knows what to look for. Literally not a, not a street in the entire metro area that we don't recognize and we have not been on in, in our career. But, you, uh, you and I, are we annoy him. And it's awesome because you or I will email him maybe once every two weeks where we'll see a listing come out. And we'll be like, hey, jump on this. You know, I like it. You know, I sent him that one yesterday. Correct. I, I literally sent him an email yesterday. And he said, did you not read my emails? We already have an accepted offer on it. You know, so we're just annoying him. He's on Correct. top of it. We're on it. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway. So step one, again, very important. Step two, uh, the rehab. Uh, this could be a very, very um, long conversation. So we'll, we'll, we'll do the condensed version. Be very, very cautious. Contractors is basically having a license to steal anymore. You really got to do your research and pick the right contractor. So I don't want to get into... You know, help. You know, how how does a person find a contractor? Because, like I said, that's that could be that could be a very lengthy discussion. Yeah, but to um, summarize, we could simply say this is the riskiest part of the whole process ten, by by a hundred times. You could write a check, and yeah. some sob will run off with your money, Correct. and you never see him again. A so. bad house, you can always make it work and kind of get out of it. You know, you're never gonna lose the whole farm unless you make a huge mistake. There's risks involved in buying any house, but this is where the main risk is. And that big time people don't realize just how much risk there are. Contractors run off with your money. Contractors don't do the repairs the way that they should. And you don't find out until after they're paid. There's every which way to go wrong. Contractors will draw it out for months and months. And you're sitting there with a property that you've got interest on, or your money's just sitting there. Then vandalism can happen because it's been vacant forever. There's, there's so much risk here. And again, we really suggest if you don't have a contractor in a market, which most people aren't going to have them in every market, find a group like us who has a rehab superintendent. Yeah, managing licensed. managing contractors from afar is is near impossible. I mean, it's it's, it's near impossible to do in person. <laughs> correct. You know, um, we've made a lot of mistakes early in our career, which eliminated a lot of mistakes later in our career because we literally have used the same contractors for we can now say decades. Yep. Um, but you know, one other point I want to make on you know the rehab side of it, don't get carried away. Clean, fresh, and neat. Um, you want you want uh, it being a, a a property that people want to rent, but you're not wanting to make it the Taj Mahal either. Right. So be very cautious, and that goes in with you know the budget. You know, 
you don't want to shoot through what you think that the appraisal is going to be on that back end. You want to really look at what we call the ARV, which is after repair value, and assess your budget based off of that ARV. You don't want to overdo the rehab. You know, if uh, if it's a neighborhood where rents are eight hundred dollars a month, you don't need uh, you know quartz countertops and uh, upgraded hardwood floors. This it's, is a, uh, this is a hard one for new folks to wrap their minds around. You know, we've got the materials kind of pinpointed at this point um, from from experience, and so we know which materials um, ha- have the longest deferred maintenance. Which means it's boring. It is. It is. We use the same paint. We use the same flooring. We use the same fixtures. It's something that, you know, we have tested over time. um, And we really repeat it, you know, the the same materials over and over again. Yeah. So the only thing we would change maybe is we just changed our paint color for the first time in a long time. Well, it's been almost a year since we changed it, but you know, we, we did trial and, and, you know, we tested all kinds of different paint colors. Well, that's because it used to, beige was everything. It was. For a long time, for, you know, over a decade. Sure. And um, grays, gray tones became more the norm. Right. You know, so, you know, we had yeah. to we had to evolve. But we didn't uh, want to change our flooring at the same time, so we had to somehow make it tie in. So we found a good paint color that would work. But my point, though, is with these materials, it's hard to get it right your first few times. Um, if you work with a group like us and you know, we're going to know what materials have the best cost per per lifespan use. And, you know, they have to be good enough to be in a rental. You know, you're not going to move into it. Of course, it doesn't need to be the Taj Mahal, but you want your house to rent better than the rental that's right down the street. For sure. So it's, it's a real hard balance to get. Um, But it's something to focus on. And and again, the main mistake we see people do is overspend, to be honest. That's, I think it was fun whenever we renovated our office, uh, you know, we just moved into a new office this past summer, and we did it with materials that we use in our houses. So when right. we have our clients in town, um, it's fun to be able to point at paint colors and say, well, that's the paint that's in your house. It's fun to say, well, you're walking on the floor uh, that's in your house. It's, uh, But it's part of what you spoke to. We really standardize the system and... And as I said, also, it's boring. It's it's boring. Uh, it's boring. But it's it's uh, important um, that you've got that balance done right or you work with someone who already right. knows what they're doing there. Um, so that brings it to the next one. If you rehab it right, what happens next? Then we have to rent it out. Yep. Um, and we've talked a lot about property management in the past. Um, you know, we have a whole team that does it. Make sure that you're picking the right property manager um, to do it. If you're... Um, an out-of-area investor trying to manage a property by yourself, I highly, um, highly suggest that, that 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 you don't do that. I think that's a that's a very bad idea and a recipe um, for for failure. But um, based on our experience, the number one I would say issue we see in this area is besides going with kind of an unproven property manager. Um, that we've seen a lot of nightmare stories happen. The other, the other main issue that we see out there is people not being willing to treat their property management company like they are a partner in the business, and instead treat them like they are their servant. Right. And um, you know, you and I have owned a lot of houses out of state. Um, you know, we deal with property management companies outside of here, and you've never seen two people nicer to their property managers than us because we're in the business. absolutely. You're in business yeah. with them. If I'm calling and dogging our property manager in Fort Myers, Florida, which we have, right. you know what? What is her motivation to 
to to keep me informed. Eighty dollars a know, month. That's making eighty bucks a month. Right. And she has something that she needs to communicate with me, but she knows. Oh well, I don't want to call Clint or Scott because if I do, they're going to ream me out. That's not the way to go into business with your property managers. And we've said it, a friend of ours uh, that does a podcast in this business, I saw him look into the camera and say, be kind mm-hmm. to your property managers. And it's so true. Um, you're in business with them. Um, they're, they're working on very tight margins. Be kind. Um, so uh, we went through buy, rehab, went through rent. Very important step. Uh, the refinance. Yeah, Why don't so you walk us through that. Sure. So the reason that you want to refinance is because most of the time you have either purchased this property with cash, you've purchased it maybe with hard money that you got out there in the market. Hard money, just in case our listeners don't know, that is a private um, lender. Could be me lending you uh, money, and normally when that happens, it's at a much higher interest rate. Yeah. With, or even with families. It could be family. You know, Correct. Or you borrow it from, say, a loan on your 401k. There's a lot of weird ways you can borrow the money to make these things happen. Right. But most of those ways, you need to get the money back, whether it's to a hard money lender or to cash in your account that you need back. Um, and the, the way to do that is to refinance. Um, this step is very easy as long as you go with um, lenders that are experts in investment real estate. I can't, I cannot suggest this strongly enough. There's six to eight investment mortgage specialists uh, companies in the nation. Um, I'm sure there's more, but there's really that top tier throughout the nation and they handle almost all of them handle every state. And these are the pros and you want to go with them because they understand how the appraisal process works. Um, they, they understand what to look out for and it will get done. I understand if you have a relationship with your mortgage specialist, you know, that does your house. You have one. I do. You know, would you ever use him to do these investment properties? No, I would not. Yeah. Walking into your your big national, um, you know, banking office, probably not the best idea. It really is so important to have one of these professionals that you speak of because they help facilitate the you know, so well. And they um, look out for you. They know what to look for, sure. for too. So, so the, you know, having that is very important and you can contact us or, or anyone really in our industry should know these, these lenders and they can put you in touch with them. So what can, whenever they're refinancing, what, what could they expect, expect for as far as a loan to value you know, type ratio? Yeah, so what we're seeing in our industry is pretty standard at 75% or 80%. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, e- it depends on the lender, but somewhere in that range. So what that means is 75% of the appraised value, not what you spent, you get 75% back, but 75 to 80% of what the value of that property is. And going in before you purchased, you know, if you're working with a good company like us and our acquisitions director, we'll tell you what he expects the ARV to be. That's never written in stone. There's no guarantees. It depends on how you fix it up. But if you're working with a group like us, we're going we're gonna to hit that target 99.9%. We know of the time. what that puppy is worth. We know its yeah. value whenever, whenever we're, we're purchasing. Like I, like I said, when we were talking about you know, the, the most important piece, buying, you got to know these things whenever you're buying because if yeah. you don't, you're going in blind. Yeah, so. to, to go into a neighborhood and say, okay, a lot of these homes sell for 100 to 140. This house, I can get it for 90, so it's got to be a deal. 
You know, there's a lot of that out there we see. Right. If you buy that and then you put 15000 into it and you find out, well, mine's one of the smaller houses and it's not as nice as the others and it appraises for a hundred, you're upside down. For sure. You're only getting back eighty grand, and you've got a hundred and five or plus thousand in it. Correct. You're doing this for nothing. Right. And, right. and you should have just bought turnkey then. So, you know, going in, knowing what those values are going to be when you refinance is very important. Or the refinance process is real easy once you get if you get those right up front. So if you do steps one through three the okay. correct way, the step four refinance will go very Good smoothly. Point. So Good point. so it's as simple as that. Yep. So. The last step, uh, don't need to really go into it. It is repeat. The only thing I would suggest is make sure you really analyze how you did um, on your on your first one or subsequent ones before you go into your next investment. Uh, so I wanted to kind of break this down in a real simplistic case study. We were going to show some actual examples, which is helpful. But then the numbers get a little confusing. There's all, all kinds of, you know, this and that from case studies. So we just made a real simple case study as an example. Now, the numbers in this case study are spectacular. If you could ever find this, do it. It's hard to find. However, it just shows this is for illustrative purposes. And very, very basic. I right. mean, this is something that we just kind of wanted to walk through. If someone has not had experience with the Burr method, that this would kind of walk a person through. So let's say that we have a subject uh, property and we have found out that the ARV, that is after repair value, is $100,000. Now that's the amount that we expect the house to appraise for when it's finished. After we fix it up. Right. So after some negotiating with a realtor um, and going back and forth, you pick up the property for $50,000. So you purchased a $50,000 property a that's worth a hundred. Prior to putting that offer in at 50, we have estimated our repair costs at 20. And let's just, for, for simplicity's sake, say that we estimated 20 and it actually ended up being 20, which this is much more difficult than doing this, but sure. this is just to show, you know, a, a really basic, um, you know, case study for this. So the repair costs, you know, come in at 20. That, that was our estimate. This is a property that rents for about a thousand which that 1% rule is always, is always nice to find. It's not, it's not as easy to find as it used to be. By 1%, he means that rents should be 1% each month of the house's value. So a $100,000 house, 1% of that would be 1000 per month in rents. Correct. Harder to do today, not impossible, but something that for this case study, let's just stick to that. So then we purchased the house at 50. It's worth 100. Repair costs 20000 Rents for 1000 then we refinance it. Keep in mind, worth a hundred thousand, and that's coming in also at what we estimated it to be. Which normally we are very good at that, and there's lots of other teams out there that are very good at that. But then eighty percent of the one hundred k, which would be the eighty percent loan to value that a person's able to get, would leave you with eighty thousand dollars. When you p compare that eighty thousand dollars to your fifty thousand dollar purchase price. Mm -hmm and your $20,000 worth of repairs, that leaves you with a gross of 10K in your pocket. And I say gross because there could be some other- There's gonna be know, mortgage costs that come out. And there's things gonna like be, that. Yeah, so just for number's yeah. sake, let's just say t you know $10,000. Right. So that's just providing a very, very basic you know, case study. Yeah, so that $10,000 you could take, and again, it won't be $10,000, there's all kinds of fees, but that $10,000 you can take, you can stick it in a checking account because you'll, you'll wanna refinance you know, I, 
cash out refinance if you want and put that 10,000 in a checking account and that can be your reserves for that house. You're making 100,000 or sorry, $1,000 a month income on a mortgage that has a payment of, you know, what would a $100,000 payment be? You know, $600. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've got $400 a month in, in gross profit coming in Great and point. you've got 10 mm-hmm. grand in the bank to cover reserves Great point. and off you ride into the sunset, having a tenant pay down that mortgage for you month after month, the tenants paying that mortgage down for you. And you know, that's why you repeat, you do this again. Now, again, there's pitfalls with every step of this. That's a little riskier than I, I keep going back to turnkey, but just to compare it, you know, you, there's risks. You can't ever expect someone to get the ARV 100% right 100% of the time. There's opinions involved in that. Mm-hmm. With the rehab, even the best rehab superintendents and the best rehab companies around, there's unknown unknowns. There's unseens that they won't see until they get into the project. So there could be those overruns. Even the best, there could we be. We see them we see all, them the, all time. the time. So you've got that. And, and then rentals. Now, that part, it's pretty low risk. You, if you're working with a competent group, they should be able to nail that, but you never know. It could go through a down period and the rents will come in a little, a little lower than you expected. So there's little risks along the way with all of these things, which is part of the reason it's so important to work with the experts on these. I think it's important to say you could also take that 10 grand and book a flight to Las Vegas and put it on black if, uh, if, if you wanted yeah, he's, to ride. He's, <laughs> he's joking around here because um, that's that was my method at age 21 was buying crap houses for 20000 and doing this method on properties that would never you work. You got to pay to play, brother. <laughs> you got to pay to play. Oh, yeah, it wasn't the smartest. This is a really smart method if you're doing the right things. Yeah. So location, location, location. If you watched our last podcast, you'll understand that. Mm-hmm. Location, 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 working with a good acquisitions director, you're going to be fine. So I think that's, that's good. We, you've kind of mentioned some things to be wary of, you know, of, of the Burr method. Um, location is a big one. I think that it's, it's, we always recommend no matter what type of real estate investing you're doing, always pick good properties in good neighborhoods. How do you find good properties in good neighborhoods? Either do a crap ton of research on your own or find people that have been on the ground and know the city that you're investing in, you know, as well as, as Scott and I do. And our, really our whole team, you know, has been doing this with us for, for a very long time. Very, 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 very important location, 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 an adage that is as old as time. Make sure that that's something that's paid very close attention to. You don't want to get into the bad areas. There's no money in it for anyone. Yeah. They, you can look like you're getting deals um, in these, these areas where you don't want to be, they look like deals on paper, you know, they don't work. They're not real. Location, location, location. It matters. Which I, I talk about the circle a lot. When, when, you, when you venture into these areas, it is, a, it is a constant rehab, rent, evict. And you're just repeating the cycle over and over again. Very hard to find good quality tenants in bad areas. Really, really pay attention to that. Um, the other thing that, you know, really I, I think a person has to watch for is that ARV and making sure that you know what that ARV um, is going into it. An appraiser is always going to pull um, comparable sales around the property that you're per- purchasing. Make sure you know that there are sales that can support 
you know, your, your budget and what you think the sales price is going to be. Yeah. Not speculation that by the time I get this fixed up, the sales will be X amount in that area. Do it based on existing sales. And even then market market conditions can change. Um, values can change. There's, you know, I want to make sure people know there's no guarantees with this mm-hmm. stuff. You know, you're not going in with any guarantees, but if you check all these boxes, you're going to be fine. And then the last point I want to drive home about things that I, I want to really be cautious about when using this method is over leveraging. Um, I think, you know, I, I've, I've said it on previous podcasts. I've always been very conservative. I've always been, don't put the money in your pocket, put it in the property and put it into the debt service. You know, other people are, are a little bit different. Um, you know, the, we, we, we've been to seminars where people are literally saying refinance that property as much as you can, as often as you can. And I just simply don't believe in it. Over leveraging scares me to death. I think that you really have to be cautious for the markets and what, what is the next cycle to come because markets will always change. They're never going to stay the same. And, and on that same note, part of the reason that we believe in being conservative with, with this aspect of it is also we, we believe in real estate as, as a way to create generational wealth. And the way to do that is to pay down that real estate and own it free and clear. Now, people think, you know, there's a lot but of accounts. that's not fun, man. I know. It's not fun. It's not pocket, exciting. Man. It's not about getting, you know, rich and all this money in your pocket. But, you know, I want the, the fancy car. I want all this stuff. You can have that. You, know. you can have it along the way. But it's so great to pay down debt on these mm-hmm. things and to own things free and clear. Now, if, if you have to refi in order to do your next one, I can understand being a little aggressive at the very beginning in order to build your portfolio. But boy, the people who I know who are successful at what we do, every single one of them is conservative in their debt servicing on these. A tenant is paying down your mortgage. Let them. Right. Let them pay it down. You know, you're going to have some assets that are owned free and clear. You know, there's there's risks at every step of this. Um, One of the way to mitigate those and make sure you're okay long term is to be conservative on the back end. Absolutely. You know, it it helps facilitate your success in all of this. And that's the whenever I'm talking to to people at some of these seminars that we go on it. I have to try to desensitize them to what the 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 new normal is for from like social media. You, you 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 get on and you see these real estate investors uh, investors pull up and in even a on the TV pull shows. up in a Ferrari and right. you know all of this stuff and that is not real. Um, that is not what actually you know happens. That is you know uh, Hollywood and entertainment purposes trying to get money from you. Um, I went you to know, a seminar. Real. I went to a seminar that. You and I both know them very well. And I didn't go as a, an attendee. I went because as a guest because they were trying to get us to work with them. And they literally, we, we turned them down. They offered, they wanted us to work with them. And they literally said to me, well, we tell them to refinance and do more because they're going to buy more then and we make more. It was about them making more. Most of the people that benefit from you over leveraging and doing this too much are the people that are trying to sell you to do this stuff. Correct. You know, the true experts in the field are most of them are more conservative. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. I know there's a lot of people out there preaching the refi over and over. Um, we feel that it's conservative. Um, the conservative people have more success. But you know, overall, the Burr method. Just to wrap it up. Yeah. What do you like about it? 
So let's get off the the fear mongering yeah. portion of our show. And what, what do you like about it? So it, it, if you're experienced and you've got the right team, it's the best way to get into investment properties because that's where you're going to get the deals. If you're buying turnkey and you go somewhere, you're paying full price. This is a way to get your portfolio built under value. You're spending less, you've automatically hit the ground with equity. You know, I like that part, of course. And it's how really we've done it in other markets. We've done the Burr market in Florida when we did yeah. we did those. It's our way of doing it. But again, we had experts down there. So for we sure. found Very an, expert, important. an expert like us who did that for us. So what, what do you like about it? I like I like it that you're able to build a portfolio of real estate relatively, you know, quickly with it. I mean, if if a person is just trying to go in with cash, I mean, you get you're, you're stopped pretty quickly. Um, so there's lots of things I like about it. Again, you know, I, I think that being conservative is very very important. Um, but I like the ability that someone can build um, a portfolio that would really lead to generational wealth, like you're talking about, you know, yeah. relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, Again, you know, the, the research part of it is just is so vital and having the right people around you is, is, is so vital. But there's a lot of things that I like about it. I mean, again, I got I basically got my career started facilitating that for other people. And um, we do it now. We believe in it for our clients. It's, it's mostly our more experienced clients that, that we do this with. Um, they're, they're a little more attuned to the, the risks that are involved and the uncertainties. It's, it's more than just the risks. It's the uncertainties. Um, you know, they understand rehabs might go over, might go on under, you know, all of these different uncertainties through every step of this. But it, once you're comfortable with those and you've got the confidence in the team, this is the way to do mm. it. You just do it and repeat. You know, we've got the team to help people do it. There's a lot of groups like us that do. Um, if you've got questions about it, contact us. We're happy to talk it through, whether you buy from us or somewhere else, some other market, or you just want to run a property by us that you're considering doing this method with. We're always available to talk. Wrapping it up, the Burr method, that is buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. repeat. So um, maybe I, sh I should be a little quicker on that. My no, mind's I was, not, I was my mind's not working as fast down. as it should be. But, but anyhow, that's our show for today. Again, take your emotions out of it. Be very careful. This is something that, uh, that a lot of people have done well. It's also something that a lot of people have done not so well. Again, like Scott said, we're happy to talk to you about it. Feel free to call us anytime. Until next time, we're the homeboys. Happy investing.